That's why I'm happy tonight. Tap your neighbor and say, I got joy. I got joy down in my soul because Jesus makes everything right. Well, I gave up my old filthy garment and he gave me a robe of pure white. I'm feasting on manna from heaven. That is why, that is why, that is why I'm happy tonight. God bless you. We thank God for all that he is doing in this season. And today I am especially glad and proud. I am excited about where God has us and all of the things that God is doing with us and through us. And today, though growing up in the projects of New York City, where I've been exposed to a myriad of negative influences due to the triumphant parenting of my mother, the support of my mentors, I have evolved tremendously. It is because of both my environment and supporting cast that I have just finished my final lap of my college career as of December 2016, Howard University graduate with a Bachelor in Science in Human Development. As I walk across the stage this past May 2017 to celebrate this accomplishment, I've realized that we are all endowed with gifts that will make room for opportunities in our lives. However, if these gifts are not met with hard work and discipline, one can be assured that these opportunities will be short-lived. During my tenure at Howard University, I have interned with the Department of Energy, worked at the New York State Office of the Attorney General, initiated and led multiple service projects through the various organizations that I've been a member of. And I must say that regardless of my title or career, I am called to benefit those around me. My vision and my heart's desire for the future is to create a faith-based all-male boarding school for at-risk young men whom society or even they themselves have marginalized. I believe that every young man has a purpose, can benefit his surrounding community, lead his family, and finally change the world. My goal is to bring to the best out of these young men, thus equipping them for greater works. Just like so many others have done for me working with and through organizations like EmpowerMyHood.com, the Boys Club of New York, and Every Nation Ministries. In this season, I am a full-time campus missionary where I will be ministering to college students with the love and power of God, helping them discover their purpose, grow in their character and integrity, and finally, learn how to lead others to Christ through their lifestyle, their conduct, and future profession. At this time, I want you all to rise to your feet
as we present to some and we accept and welcome Minister Ronald Ronell Brown. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. Amen. Okay. Y'all hear me? Can you hear me okay? Wow. It's crazy when, when you write bios, um, you never think, it's, he reads it so eloquently, you know? Like, I was like, I did all that? What? Um, before I go into prayer, I, I just, you guys can have a seat. I'm, I'm really chill. It's going to be really chill. Um, I, I realized, like, I would go in it when I was, you know, when the Lord was saving me, I realized I used to get mad at some worship leaders. So they'd be like, praise the Lord, everyone, you know, things of that nature. And they would be like, you know, uh, praise the Lord. I don't know. God woke you up this morning. Then he give you breath in your lungs. And I'm just like, I just woke up. It's hot. You know what I mean? Can I get an amen, somebody? Right? But I learned that there's something about telling your soul to get aligned with God. There's something about telling your soul to get aligned with God. And your, your soul is your mind, how you think, your will, your ability to make decisions, and your emotions. And I don't know about you guys, sometimes I don't feel like praising God. Can we be real? I don't know. This is church. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we can be real or not. But sometimes you may not feel like praising God. But sometimes you have to speak the word and allow your soul to be renewed so that you can get alignment with what God is saying. So I just want to take a moment. If you could just stand on your feet and just out of your own voice, just give God thanks and praise, even though you don't feel like it. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I give you honor and give you praise. And I thank you for your Holy Spirit, God, for just being so good, for being amazing, for being amazing, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, you are good. You are wonderful. You are merciful. God, you are marvelous. You are amazing. You're a good father. You don't leave your kids alone. And Lord, we thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to thank you guys for just, just giving me the honor and the privilege to speak to you this morning. And it's just a, a privilege and an honor, and I was, you know, I, I honor Bishop. Can we clap it up for Bishop? Can we clap it up for Bishop? Can we clap it up for Bishop? Where he at? Where he go? Um, this man is, I, I got, I had the moment, and I, there he is, there he is, there he is. Working, working, working. I had the moment and opportunity to sit down with him and talk about the ministry that God's called me to, and we sat down for maybe about four hours and he just poured into my life and just, I just honor him for also pouring into my grandparents' life as they went through a hard time, as you, all you guys know. And I just appreciate him, so I just clap it up for him one more time. And um, we're gonna get into the word in a second here. Um, pulling up my notes. And uh, today, the, the sermon title, if, if, you have, if you have your note takers out there, is, um, and we're gonna get into the word in a second, but the sermon is the power of the name of Jesus in reaching the next generation. Amen. The power of the name of Jesus in reaching the next generation. Y'all got that one? 
All right, so be, to show that, to make it clear, right, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna have Greg and my man Rob come up, and we're gonna have all the youth, if you are below the age of 21, to stand. And we're gonna play tug of war. Is that cool? Can we play tug of war? Is that cool? Can we do that? Can we have a little fun in church? Is that all right? Okay, cool. You look excited. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we're gonna have Rob and Greg come up. I'm gonna unroll this really quick. Yeah, just get one side, yeah. And then, so Anthony, come up. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna play tug of war. Unroll this, I'm gonna put this in the middle. Let's put this tape in the middle. And I'm, I'm gonna be the middle piece. Wait, 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 wait. See, they're excited. See, you see what's going on? Wait, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold the end, I'm gonna put this in the middle. We're gonna mark this as the middle. It's unrolled. Yeah, that's good, you can keep it like that. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, and then Anthony, just pick a side and start calling kids up. Pick a, put, hold the rope, hold, start holding the rope and call kids up. You, he's the anchor, he's the anchor, so you wanna come right here, yeah. So you're gonna go in front of, so, you, so he's, the, he's, the, he's gonna be the last person, and you're gonna be in front of him, and everyone's gonna get in front of you. Does it make sense? Yeah, all right. So call, just start going to e either side, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I don't, y'all not excited, let's go, let's go, we gotta go, we gotta fight this war, let's go, let's go. That's it, there's more, I know there's more, y'all. Where they at? We got more? I see you. I see you. Come on, little man. What's his name? The little one right there. Come on. I know you want to play. Come on. Come on. Just hold the rope. Come on. You want to come? No? Oh, yeah, he do. Come on. Come on. Give it up for the little man. Come on. 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 All right. All right. You're going to go on this side. You're going to go on this side. And I, what I want you to do is I want you to hold the rope. Hold it. Hey, hey. What's his name? What's Zaya. His name? Zaya. Hold the rope. Hold, hold it. Just hold it. And then when I, and I count to three, you're going to pull, okay? All right. So um, you're going to be the one to drop the rope when you said Jesus. All right. All right. So all right, hold on. we're going to get this going. Hold on. Point to you and you're going to say the name of Jesus. Okay. Got all right. So I'm going to be the middle. Now, this is for real. This is, this is not... I want y'all to pull as hard as you can. Do y'all understand me? I don't hear, y'all are so quiet. Church is supposed to be loud and fun. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Yes or no? Are you guys ready? That was so weak. That was so weak. Are you guys ready? Nah, 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 nah. Y'all can praise the Lord, but y'all can't get excited for a game. Okay. Are you guys ready? Nah, nah y'all not bringing it. Y'all not bringing it this morning. Y'all not bringing it this morning. Are you guys ready? All right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Pull it, pull it, pull it tight, pull it tight, pull it tight. Hold on. Uh, we just gonna move this over here. All right. Okay. So when I count to three, you gonna pull hard as you can. As hard. You already chuckling. One. Two, three. Go, 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 go. <laughs> oh, they winning, they winning, they winning. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. They pulling, they pulling, they pulling, they pulling. They pulling, they pulling. <laughs> you supposed to say in the name of Jesus, it's cool. In the name of Jesus. 
All right, cool. And then he lets go. Go ahead, let go, let go, let go. All right, so clearly this side won. Let's give it up for this side. Let's give it up for this side. All right, you guys can go back to your seats. I'm gonna break that down in a second. Um, actually, you, all of you stay up here, stay up here, stay up here, stay up here. All of you stay up here, stay up here. Face me, stay up here. You too, Rob. Anthony. So, what just happened was, if, I don't know if you guys understood this, right? But when he said, in the name of Jesus, he let the rope go. When he said, in the name of Jesus, he let the rope go. Y'all following me? Does that make sense? Make sense? Okay. So I want you guys to know that when you say the name of Jesus, it has power. On a count of three, say power. One, two, three. Power. On a count of three, one, one, two, three. Power. There we go. There we go. So when you say in the name of Jesus, there's power in the name of Jesus. Does that make sense? Y'all following me? So there is miracle, wonder-working power in the name of Jesus. And what you guys can do, regardless of what's going on in your lives, right? If your friends are living a lifestyle that, I'm talking to older ones here, that is not pleasing, and it, it looks like they're winning. It may look like they're winning. Does that make sense? Y'all follow me, right? Your friends may look like they're winning, right? But when you're on Jesus' team, you win. Does that make sense? When you're on Jesus' team, you win. It may look like they're winning. But we don't live for now, we live for eternity. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's next sentence. And then, um, and then on the count of three, I want you, have you, wait, youth, have you ever heard this saying before? Ooh, I'm Right, ooh, I'm Right, so when you get in trouble, right, or when you have a mindset, when you're sad, right, when you're hurting, right? How many of y'all get angry? Y'all get angry? How many of y'all feel sad sometimes, right? You feel sad sometimes? Let's be real. How many of you sometimes, you don't like how you feel about yourself sometimes? Let's be real. It's happened to me, just being honest. I'm just letting y'all be free, right? What happens is, whenever a thought like that comes to your mind and says, mm, I feel sad right now, or ooh, I don't like myself right now, right? You say what? Ooh, I'm telling. And you're telling Jesus that sadness, depression, and self-esteem, low self-esteem have to go. So what I want you to do right now is that I want you to place your hand on your head and say, on a count of three, on a count of three, you're gonna say, in the name of Jesus, anxiety, fear, go away. You understand what I'm saying? Adults, I hope y'all are catching this. Okay, so on a count of three, you're gonna say, fear, in the name of Jesus, fear, go away. Because with Jesus, we what? Win, right? So one, two, three. So y'all gotta act like y'all, y'all act like y'all know, they never been scared before, clearly. They just never been scared. I just, y'all act like y'all never been scared. Y'all gotta say it with some conviction, say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Say it with your, your men, come, say it, you can scream, I know you can scream, right? On the count of three, you're gonna say, in the name of Jesus, fear go away. All right, one, two, three. In the name of Jesus, fear go away. 
There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Can we clap it up for them? Y'all can have a seat. Y'all can have a seat. Did you catch that? Did you get it? Okay, you can have a seat. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, if you open the Bible, your scriptures, to Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 52. Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 52. You will see something that we can praise God about and we can honor our kids about. I'm reading from the NIV, but King James is fine as well. And it says that in Luke chapter four, everyone say amen if you have the scripture. All right, I'm gonna give you guys a little bit more time. It's okay. So just to give you guys a little bit of background, Mary and her husband left Jesus in church. That's what happened. And they didn't look for him for about three days, right? And in verse 46, it says, after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When, he, when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. This is Jesus speaking. He said, didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all things that he said, that he said in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and in favor with man. Y'all following me? So, youth, I want you guys to know that, one, it's okay to ask God questions. I want you guys to receive, it's okay to ask God questions. I know I'm an inquisitive young man when I was your age, and I didn't know if it was okay to ask God questions or not. We see here in scripture that Jesus is asking questions in church. And at the age of 12, Jesus is in church around pastor and the elders and the deacons asking questions and gaining wisdom and in stature. So parents, if your children are here, that is something to praise God about. Can we praise God that they're here? Can we praise God that they're here? Because at 12 years old, Jesus was in the temple doing his father's business. And youth, you guys, even though you may have been here by not of choice, you guys are here. So if you are a youth, I want to give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a round of applause. God loves that you're here. God loves that you're here. He loves the fact that you're here. And I just want to, adults, as I transition to the next scripture, if you saw when they were pulling the tug of war, what we don't realize is that at, at, at eight years old, you can be dealing with animosity. At eight, year, eight years old, you can be dealing with unforgiveness. At eight years old, you can be dealing with depression, right? But if you look at where was Greg when, that was, when the war was happening? He was standing right next to them. You see what I'm saying? Y'all catching this? 
right? So, as, so what we don't realize is that our kids, our youth, are battling fear, anxiety, depression, low self-esteem. They're ba- this is a real thing. But if you're not in their circumference to get on their level, to get on their level and listen to what they're going through, you can't cast nothing out. Because, because the script, scripture says, scripture says, I'm, I gotta go back to the word. I gotta go back to the word, right? Scripture says if we pull up, if we pull up Romans 8.34, not Romans 8.34, hold on, that was, sorry guys, my first, I'm not like Bishop, this is my first time. God, give me some grace, Just give me some grace. Um, if y'all pull up Hebrews, I believe it's chapter four. If y'all pull up Hebrews chapter four. Yes, Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 to 16. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 to 16. Is this good? Are y'all following this? Does this make sense? I just, I just wanna make it clear. All right, let me know if you're there. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 to 16. And it says, we're gonna go all the way to verse 18. Verse 18. So it's, it's in Hebrews chapter four, verse, verse, I'm sorry. Y'all gotta give me some grace, I'm sorry. No, it is, I'm, I'm gonna write scripture, okay. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who's ascended into heaven. This is Jesus, he went to heaven. Y'all following me, right? Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not, everyone say he did not. He did not sin, right? Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Right? So if y'all peep that scripture, if y'all understand that scripture, right? Jesus gets down on our level. He gets down, he came from, he, I love, uh, I listened to a minister say, he fasted heaven for 33 years. How many of y'all fasted for one day? Right? It's a lot, right? Can, I be, can we be real? Right? Fasted heaven for 33 years to meet us where we're at. So we gotta, as, as people of more wisdom, right, gotta get down on their level. And for you young people in here, it's okay to ask Jesus to help you in a time of need. Anthony, it's okay to ask Jesus for, to help you in a time of need. So when you are going through whatever you're going through, right? Right? When you whatever you're going through, when Jesus helps you, you can help somebody else. You can help, and I just equipped you just now, just taught you something, laying on their hands and casting something out. When your friends are sad, right? When your friends are going through something, right? I'm just being real, right? You just hold just hold their hand and be like, in Jesus' name, be better. In Jesus' name, be better. If you're feeling sick, you just Place your hand on your stomach, or if you have a headache, in Jesus' name, leave me. Because there's power. How I many of you guys, there's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. We just saw it. We just, didn't they win? Didn't you see that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that didn't just happen, but 
there's power in the name of Jesus. And some things you're fighting that you guys are going through as kids and you're looking at your environment, because I, I know what it's like. You're growing up, you see certain people on drugs, you're seeing fights in school, and your mind is like, man, I don't want to be here. And if you're like me, you want to escape. And you want to do something else. You want to take your mind into video games, to take your mind into something else. But that escape is not helping you deal with reality. That escape is not helping you deal with that fight that you're watching. Does this make sense to y'all? I'm talking to y'all. They could, they gonna get it. But do you, do you guys? Does this make sense to you guys? So when you're feeling confused or frustrated, you ask Jesus, as He already did, Lord, meet me where I'm at. Jesus, help me where I'm at. Because a, a lot of times we think. Oh, I got I to gotta pray some big old prayer and say all these words and all these scriptures. But what the Lord loves is when you speak from your heart and you're just real. Someone told me one time, God wants to see the ugly side of you. The, the part that's not all prayed up. The part that doesn't have all the scriptures. That doesn't have all the knowledge. That doesn't have all. He wants to see the part of you that you're scared to show other people. That's real prayer right there. That's real prayer right there. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I don't feel like it today. Lord, I have these urges. Man, I'm being real. I'm, I'm only 23. Let's, let's be real. Let's be real. Right? And Lord, I need your grace today. Lord, and you, you may not know what grace is. I need your help today. In the name of Jesus, if I'm feeling tired, strength come to me. If I'm feeling weak, endurance come to me. Does it make sense? Are y'all following me? Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Ah. I, should just, I should just keep my stuff with me. I don't even know where I go back up here. Um, so I, so I, like, I just want to transition into, uh, wait, you, are you guys catching that? I just want to pause. Do you have any questions? Any questions? There's no dumb, dumb questions. You ask me any question. I've lived life, I've been through stuff. Do y'all have any questions? This is for you guys. Any questions at all? Anybody? It's okay if you don't. All right, cool. So, just moving forward. Um, moving forward, I, Bishop, I don't know your code. What's your code? Your code for the, sorry, sorry y'all. I just, I just wanna share with you guys a couple of things about just what have I experienced, and and if you look here, um, Bishop and you guys have partnered with me as I am a full-time campus missionary. And I'll be going to the D.C. to minister to college students full-time. That's what I'll be doing. And I just want to trans before I give you the full presentation is is that I went to South Africa on a missions trip. Right, I went to South Africa on a missions trip, and there were two. There were two teams on the South African trip. There were the Baby Haven teams, which you're seeing right here, right. And the, and the Psalm Psalm 68 says, a, "He is a father. God is a father to the fatherless and judge of those of the widows. Is God in His holy habitation?" So we, I was. We were. That's me. That child in South Africa has one of the largest orphans problems in all of Africa. It's a huge orphan problem, and some of them are not born with clean blood. Y'all following what I'm saying? They're not born with clean blood, and a lot of them are dropped off in the middle of the wilderness. 
And one of these babies, not this one specifically, would let no one hold him. But by God's grace and the spirit of God, he let me hold him. He let me hold him. So sometimes, parents, you guys, it's okay to just hug your kids as often as possible because there's something about the presence of your heart touching their heart. You follow what I'm saying? And and so I was out. I was at. I was at. So there was two teams. I forgot your basketball one more time. Um, I was, it was two teams, and one was, one was at Baby Haven, one was in an orphanage, and the other team, which was where I, I was, um, okay, where, where I was, which is on the college campus, if you're looking out here, that sh the end should be over here, it was there before, um, is reaching the next generation with the name of Jesus. And I'm talking to this young man, and he's a chemical engineering major, and he's leading other students to Christ, and sometimes he just needed some encouragement, so I just gave him some words of wisdom. Some words of wisdom as I was on campus doing other things. And I'm gonna tell you guys just two quick testimonies. We were at, a, we were at an all-girls dorm, all the missionaries, so I wasn't there creeping, just being real. Um, above reproach, right, Pastor? Um, so we were all there, and I'm doing something called the God Test with one of these young ladies. And it's really an evangelistic tool, just questions like, what do you think about God on a scale of one to 10? How are you meeting God's expectations for your life? Do you believe in heaven? And it just really brings up the conversation of faith, right? So she's like, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I think he's a good father. She starts giving me scripture, right? I'm like, she got all the right answers, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh my gosh, right? So I ask her, I ask her this, I ask, I ask her, the Lord just put it on my heart, I ask her, do you understand, I asked her, on a scale of one to 10, how are you meeting God's expectations for your life, right? Y'all follow me, right? And she's, and the, that question is to see if you understand the concept of grace. Because we're saved by grace, not by works, so that no one can what? Boast, right? It's not by works you get in the kingdom, it's by faith. It's by his grace and what he did on the cross. It's not by well, what I can do. I can't fix myself up enough for God to approve of me. Does it make sense? Right? We can go on the gospel all day. I'm just saying that it's not by works that you get in the kingdom. It's by faith. It's by grace. It's by what he did on the cross. It's not by what I can do. Because if that's the case, I'm only as good as my next work. I'm only as good as my next job. I'm only as good as my next degree. I'm only as good as whatever it is, as my next give, as my next tithe, or whatever it is. I'm only as good as my next good work. And how do you guys know that you can do a billion good, good works or one, but it's never enough? Because there's still sin in your life that God is like... We've got to deal with that because he's both loving and holy at the same time. He's both loving and holy. So he's like, when he gets around sin, he's like, oh, I can't I get away from I can't be around you right now. I can't. I can't be around sin. I'm too holy. I'm too set apart. I can't even be around that darkness. So God is like, I want you to deal with this sin issue. And that's why he sent Jesus. Y'all following me? I just Gospel just ignited my heart because I didn't even know that Jesus existed. I didn't even know that, that, that I, I'm so busy trying to fix myself, going to college and doing all this stuff, but I can't do enough. And youth, I want you to know, there, there's, not, there's, there's not enough things you can do for God to approve of you. You don't have to work for his love. God loves you for who you are. 
It's about accepting Jesus and and surrendering your life. And it's from God's love that you do well in school. It's from God's love that you obey your parents. It's from God's love that you remain celibate, being real. It's from God's love. It's from that, because if I rely on my own strength to do it, I'm gonna fall every time. Because willpower is never enough, that's why we need grace. Grace is, let me break down grace really quick. Grace is, you're driving in a car. This is what grace is, right? You're driving in a car. Y'all following me? Youth, y'all following me, right? Driving a car, you park the car, right? You, your meter's expired, right? Meter may come in, y'all know, blue suit, hat on, right on time, 7.02, or 7, 7 o'clock, right? And the meter maid is like, you deserve this ticket. But mercy is when the meter maid is like, mm, I'm not gonna give you the ticket today. Y'all following me? Mercy is, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you detention today. I'm not gonna give you an F today. Does it make sense? Grace is, I'm going to give you a letter of recommendation. I'm, and with a meter made example, I'm gonna give you four quarters in your meter. That's what grace is. It's unmerited favor. That's what grace is, right? So I ask her, what do you, and the Holy Spirit just asks, allows me to ask her, what does grace, do you understand the concept of grace, right? And immediately she starts crying. Immediately, and this is my first time, I've never seen this in my life before, right? This, who is this? Holy Spirit. She immediately starts crying, and I'm like, oh God, I don't know what to do. She get emotional, man, can, can we be real? I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's crying. <laughs> Girl, come on, Rob, come on. She start crying, what you gonna do, right? You just say, you ask her a question, right? Right, so, so I'm just like, she's like, she's, she was in a relationship that wasn't of God. So young man, you gotta ask God who your wife is gonna be. Because just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean God approves of it. I'm gonna, let y'all, I'm gonna let that one soak. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that God approves of it. I'm gonna say this really quick. Don't take God, your success as God's pleasure. Don't to take your good grades as God's pleasure. Because you could be having all the A's in the world, but when you get home, you're not treating your siblings right, you're not treating your mom right, you're not making your bed, you're not honoring your parents. And I didn't clean up my room, and I was being disobedient to God. I was, and it's not okay. Back to the story, I just add, add that in there. And she's, and, and, and then I, I just, just the word just came out of me. That's why it's important to read your word. And I was like, you're saved by grace, not by works so that no one can boast. You're forgiving, God loves you. And I, and I just started speaking life over her. And then I started to cry because I started to get God's heart for this girl. The fact that he was, and I started to be like, I don't know why, this is so strong, but God is telling me that he loves you so much and that you feel so condemned right now, but I want you to know that I love you. Some of you feel like you're too far gone for God to pick you back up. You're never too far for God to pick you up. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, God is still able to reach you where you're at. And can I get an amen on that? So just a quick, quick, quick finish the story. It was, it, was, it, was, it was powerful and then the Lord told me to tell her, I sent him all the way from America to tell you how much I love you. And God is trying to tell all of you right now that 
You can come into church all day, but you can, sometimes you can never get it here. You may know it here. How many of y'all know like two times two? Right? Right. Y'all know two times two, but before you can memorize two times two and get it here, just like with God, you can know, you can know all the scriptures. You can go, Jesus is the light, the light of the world, right? We could do that every Sunday and you can get it here, but you can never get it here. And that's what it's about. It's about getting it here. And it's not about you making yourself get it here. You can't make yourself get it here. You ask God to give you the revelation. Ask God to reveal it to you. Amen? Amen. And so, so I'm going to just tell you guys a little bit about what I'm doing. I'm, I'm part of this um, organization called Every Nation Ministries. And we, we really just exist to honor God and to advance his kingdom. And there are multiple ways that we go about doing that. And the key thing is that we honor God and advance his kingdom. And we touch lives and impact the world. So I want to encourage you, sometimes you may think that, oh, I'm part of this church. It's, you know, we have a newcomer here. And you think that you're not doing something. But just by the way that you walk, the way that you walk, people are watching you and you're impacting them. Wow, I'm, she, she doesn't talk about the boss. She, this, she, he, she or he doesn't talk about teacher. Why? And when you live that way, you live in a way that convicts other people. You, and, it's, and, and, and sometimes, have, have you ever been called mean names before? Any of y'all? Ever, no? So y'all all have good friends. You have, you have great friends. Who are your friends? Can I know them? <laughs> Can I know that? So you've been called mean names before, right? But the word says is when you treat someone with, when they're mean to you, and I'm paraphrasing here, when you treat them with kindness, you pour hot seeping coals through them. And what that means is you diffuse their anger, their hatred towards you because you're loving them when they don't deserve it. Does that make sense? So the next thing I want to say is the way we do this is through church planting, campus ministry, and world missions. I just shared with you the world missions part. And, the next, and what I'm doing is campus ministry, right? So in campus ministry, there are three reasons why it's really a strategic field. Because when you come to college campus, there's a window of openness. When you get out of high school, who's getting out of high school? You still in high school? When you graduate? You get graduate in January. When you leave high school, Life will hit you. I'm going to be honest with you. Life is hitting you now, but life is because you're really not under mom or dad's wing anymore. And then so now you're asking, okay, who, what do I go to? Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I believe? What am I thinking about? What do I want to be or become? What type of man do I want to be? Does it make sense? So that's what college students are coming in, and that's why they're joining different organizations and doing all these things, because they're trying to find who they are, but they don't, they don't realize that you can only know who you are when you know whose you are. Does it make sense? You only know who you are when you know whose you are. What that means is that you only know who you are and what you're created to do and what God loves about you when you know him. When you don't know him, you will try to find your identity and your value through your job, through your relationships, through you being a mother, through you being a dad. Your ultimate identity is not being a mom or dad. Your ultimate identity is being a son or a daughter. I'm a child of God. 
I'm a child of God. That's what that means. So I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm not just a student. I'm a child of God. I'm not just a teenager. I'm a child of God. Does that make, are you following me? Right? So it means that when you seek him, you know who you are and you don't need everything to validate you. And when times are not there, you're like, I know who I am and I know I'm okay. Does it make sense? And I, I, just, I just felt this earlier is that you guys have transferred from a smaller place to a larger place. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So, I believe the word of the Lord is do not despise humble beginnings. Do not despise humble beginnings. Last time I was in this church, this whole place was filled because we were smaller, but now we have room for her sister. Do you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Now, now these seats can, before it's like, I don't know where I'm going to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know what I'm going to Like, I was, you know, we climbing over each other. We can't even make a loop around the church. We just one aisle, one, two, one. Does it make sense? So it's like, so now you have an opportunity for these seats to be filled. Does that make sense? So it's, and how do they, how do they overcome, right? By the blood of the lamb and the word of your what? We have Bible readers in this church, praise God, right? But, and the scripture goes on to say, and not loving their own lives unto death. What does that mean? Obedience. You think, you, you think, you think ministers always want to tell people the word of God? You think, you think, you think, sometimes, you think I wanted to go up to that girl? You think I wanted to? I'm like, she don't know me. I don't know what I'm going to say, right? Like, but it should be love that compels you. You see your community dying, but you have life, but you got to bring it out. How are you doing today? Praise Jesus. Can I tell you my story? Can I tell you what I've been through? How's your day going? I, you know what? I'm just trying to make it. Adults, how many times do you have heard that? I'm just trying to make it. In your community. In your community. People you know. And you tell them, you know what? Let me tell you about my story. Who cares about what they think about their theology, their mindset, they're Muslim. I've talked to Muslim, Buddhists. They cannot deny a testimony. They can't. It's my experience. You're going to tell me I didn't experience Jesus? That's what you're going to say? That's what you're going to say. My life hasn't been changed. I used to be. Now, you, you talk, that didn't happen. I used to curse. Now, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you never speak your testimony, how do you expect these seats to be filled? How do you expect these seats to be filled? You, you, there's no one know. Does anybody know in this area that there's a church here besides Latter-day Saints? Does it make sense? You want the church to grow, but you gotta put, you gotta till the land, you gotta plant seeds. You gotta plant seeds. And Another, I, I, I say that to say because when we reach the college students and we reach youth in general, this is not just for youth, but any of you who are, any men in here who are coaches, mentors, or in youth spaces, PTA meetings, it don't matter. That when you start to reach young people with the gospel, their families, their families start to get met with the gospel. That's, that's my story. As I started to get impacted with campus ministry, I saw my brother come into the kingdom. I saw my mom come into the kingdom. Why? Because of God's grace. Does that make sense? Because of God's grace. 
And it's, it's me living a life unto him despite what I see in my circumstances. You can't allow the people around you to dictate your holy walk. This, I lived this last night. This is, this is fresh. Last night, the things in my life, I was like, God, I've been dealing with this my whole life. And the Lord said, endure. Haven't I showed you mercy? You can't extend mercy? You can't extend, you, you owe me a billion dollars and I forgave you. That person owes you 50 and you can't let them go? Do not allow unforgiveness from stopping you from getting into the kingdom. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Do not allow unforgiveness. Youth, I had to forgive my dad. I had to forgive my dad. I had to give many people in my life. And guess what? Now we have a better relationship than ever before because if my people would turn and humble themselves and pray, I would hear their cry and heal their what? That land is not only geographical, it also speaks to the heart. I would heal their land. So when you turn from your own unforgiveness, this, some of y'all are dealing with this. This is why the Lord's having me speak about it. When you turn from the unforgiveness, and, un, and just to set some of you free, some of you have been through deep pain and deep hurt. Deep, deep, it's years. And it's, you're like, it's hard. You're talking, you're talking 10, 20, can I get anybody? Can we just be real in church? Can we just be real? 10 to 15 years. And I want to give you, give you a, a free, a, some, what, what someone who disciples me said, forgiveness is a process. That, that's not an excuse not to do it, but it's all the more reason to walk into it. So what does that look like? Person whoever they are, right? Something comes up in your mind, because sometimes something will happen, I'm just like, I would blame my father for that. That's unforgiveness. I would, I would blame, oh, if he were here, this would if, if, if have, if he or she would have been this person, I would, have not, I would not be dealing with, I would not have to start my own legacy. I'm just being real. Right? So, it, so but, but every time that comes, it's like, no, Lord, I thank you for them. No, Lord, I thank you for them. Because why? They are made in the image. They are made in the image of God. Y'all following me? And I don't know about you, but I don't want God to be like, yeah, but see, you never forgave your family. And I, I, I believe I told you, I think in one of the Gospels, that if you never forgive, what makes you think I will forgive you? So some, for some of you, and for me, myself, that's a cross that you got to bear. That's a cross. Because Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, not culturally Christian people who look good in church, if you want to be my disciple, meaning that I won't spit you out when you get to heaven. If you want to be my disciple, you got to what? Pick, what? Pick up your cross 
and follow not the way you see someone else living their Christian life. Because that's what you got to let the word. Oh, oh God, I got to die again today. Oh, oh God, I got to die again today. And sometimes I'm weeping. Lord, I'm dying. But to live is Christ. But to die is gain. Are y'all catching this? And this is hard. But I know some of the pain is so deep. You're like, Lord, why did you even allow this to happen? You're talking about some of you 40-something years. I don't know who you, who you are, but that's not going to be an excuse when you face him. It's not. It's not going to be an excuse. And God is going to look at you and say, how much mercy did I extend to you? How much mercy, how much grace, didn't I wake you up every morning? I woke you up every day. I gave you an opportunity to spread the love of God. I gave you an opportunity. And God is saying, guess what? I'm not asking you to do this by yourself. You can't forgive by yourself. You can't forgive by yourself. I'm saying, you can't forgive by yourself. You receive forgiveness, then you can give forgiveness. If you receive love, you can forgive love. You can, you can give love. If you receive mercy, you can give mercy. If you receive greatness, you can empower greatness. This is a trend. I don't know if y'all see it, but it's receiving then going. It's receiving, then going. So that's why every day you just got to get in the presence of God. That's why every day I just got to get in the presence of God on the street, in my bedroom, in my workplace. I just pray in the spirit while I'm in my workplace. I'm just being honest, right? You just, sometimes you just got to get real with God. Real with God. God doesn't care how much scriptures you know. He cares how many scriptures you live. How many scriptures you live, not how many scriptures you know. Beating up people with the Bible, but don't know how to extend love and grace and forgiveness. It's not okay. I'm not, I'm not and excuse my countenance, I'm just very passionate about this because it's for certain reasons why people don't see the kingdoms because we're not showing them what real love looks like. I, I, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, love it's patient, it's kind, forbearing, does not remember any wrong. We think, I'm going to forgive, how many of you have said this, I'm going to forgive, but I'm not going to? I'm going to forgive, but I'm not going to? Now, in our own human mindset, it's hard for us to forgive. We're not like God and throw our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Can I get an amen? Can I? Right? So you ask God every day, every time that thought comes up, it's, Lord, I forgive them. Thank you for your love and your blood and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, I extend it to them. Lord, I thank you for who they are. Lord, I thank you that they are made in your image. And for some of you, it's your parents. And it's like, Lord, I thank you for them because without them, there would be no me. There would be no me. There would be no me. And Lord, and I had to realize that it's because of such, this, these two people that I'm passionate, these two people that I'm kind, these two people that I have a servant heart. These are not examples, these are my real life. 
My mom is passionate. My dad is passionate. My mom loves to serve people. My dad loves to serve people. So when we think it's just generational curses, but sometimes it's generational blessings that come through. And you gotta be thankful for those, not just the hurts, but also the gains that you have in them. Does it make sense? Y'all following me? And I, I, before I close, Holy Spirit, help me. Before I close, Lord, you're good. In your past, God, and I have to literally, this is, I preach to you out of my own experience. And you, because some, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm good now, but you're talking about 25, 10, 15 years ago, uh-uh. You have to declare sometimes, nope, God was good then too. God, God was, and we know this, our God is the God of Abraham. Go ahead, say it. Right, so that means past. So he was good, he's good right now. He's gonna be good then. And he was good back then when whenever that hurt you. And I know that's hard, that's hard to believe, but sometimes you gotta get real with the Holy, ask the Holy Spirit, you know what? You, this is a real exercise, real exercise, real exercise, for real, this is, this is what you really do. You get along with God, because for the word says that you don't pray as those who are on the street corners, on the side, waiting to be seen. You pray to your Father who is in secret, and he will reward you in what? Right, so you go, to, go, to, go in your secret place, and you write it out. And you're not writing to yourself. How many of you guys know that? You're writing to God. And you're writing everything you felt, everything that happened, everything how you feel, what you think occurred, what you thought occurred, every bit of it. And then you and see, what, what you receive, then you what? Give. Receive, then you give. So you're actually right out, you Lord, Lord, Holy Spirit, I receive your truth for this situation. I receive your truth. I receive your love. That you were good back then, that you did not drop the ball. You are not an abandoning father. You don't leave your kids. And even in the midst of my trauma, you didn't leave me. For your word says your love, you will never forsake. Never. So we gotta extend the word above our own experiences. I wasn't even gonna talk about this. You gotta extend the word over your own experience and bring your reality under his reality. Does it make sense? Okay, I'm gonna end with this. So that's what I want to help other students realize. Because I don't know about you, y'all look at CNN. How many y'all look at CNN? CNN, the news, just raise your hand. All y'all do. I know y'all do. Watch it all day, every day, right? Just, just watch the news. I would be careful, right? I'm not saying be uninformed. What I am saying is guard your heart. What I am saying is guard your eyes. Because if you're seeing killings, if you're seeing the devil work, 
The, all, the t- all the news does is just glorify the devil. That's all, that's all it is. It's just, this person died, and then there was a fire, and this person was abandoned, and it's, it's just, I'm just like, oh my, it's the same thing, just every time. And it's just like, and then you never think that the gospel is advancing because you're watching the news so much that you're thinking, oh wow, the world is so terrible, and it fills you with fear rather than hope. I'm not saying being unaware because we gotta be watchful. Watch as well as, right? But that you can't let that seek here. Oh, that's, wait, so there's a spirit of murder? Okay, that's what I need to pray against. There's a spirit of sexual abuse? Okay, that's what I need to pray against. Does it make sense? There's a spirit of poverty? Okay, that's what I need to pray against. And you just discern through the spirit, just like, Oh, this is what the news is saying. Okay, I just, I just know how to fight now. I just know what to do. I just, I just, know, I just know, oh, this, this, this terrorism, oh, helmet of salvation, boom, I'm good. I know I'm, I'm in my right mind. God is good to me. He's always going to be good. I am safe. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. Because you have your shield of faith. And you speak faith. You speak into the atmosphere and call things that are not as though they... Okay, I'm gonna, I can be on that one for a minute. Because there is a war. There is a war that you're battling that you're keeping quiet about. I'm talking to somebody in here. There's a war that you've been battling that you've been keeping quiet about. Jesus would go by himself, but he walked with 12. He then, then he, not only did he have 12, he took three. You're not meant to fight alone. I don't know who I'm talking to. You're not meant to fight alone. You gotta open up. You gotta tell somebody what you're going through. You gotta tell somebody what you're going through. And me and brother said this last time, it's not church if nobody knows you. If nobody knows you, why you're crying? If no one knows what you're going through, why you show up? For what? To just, I'm good, blessed and highly favored, glory be to God. Walk out next Sunday. Bless the night, favorite. Glory be to God. Walk out next Sunday. Oh, Pastor, I did my time. Pastor, for what? Why are you here? Because I don't, the word says that they came together under the apostles' preaching and teaching, breaking of the bread, and encouraging one another and meeting each other's needs. That's not only financial, right? But that's also emotional and physical. Some of you guys have been dealing with depression. I don't know who it is. It's real. And it's okay to fight with somebody. It's okay to fight with somebody. You don't have to, you don't have to struggle alone. You don't have to be on an island by yourself. You've been feeling like you're on an island by yourself and you feel like no one cares. And you've been idolizing your struggle idolizing your struggle and not allowing God to humble you that you can get help from someone else. Allowing, allowing God to be like, I want to use somebody else to chisel your heart. Will you let me? And let go of your pride. Is this, are y'all following this? Does this make sense? Okay. So, I'm going to end with this. And then, I was on a Phoenix missions trip and I'm, uh, you guys are partnering with me, and I was um, just on the college campus talking to people, and this one student came up, and the student said to me, 
you know, we, we were doing the God test, like I told you guys before, and the student was like, on a, on a scale of one to 10, how do you believe in God? She, she said, I mean, I don't believe in God. She said a nine. I'm talking about outright atheist, hardcore math major, right? Okay, cool, right? But this is what she said, because you gotta, it's out of the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth. So that's why when you ask people how they're doing, you listen to their heart by what they're saying, right? And she said, everything inside of me or everything around me doesn't point to God. That's it. So you're telling me you want God, but you don't know how to get to him. Instead of saying, oh, that's an atheist, you're a sinner. I'm like, hmm, you need Jesus. And my friend Jasmine, she's right here, right? She, I, was just go, I was just trying to answer all her questions. Sometimes people want answers, sometimes your kids want answers to questions. Sometimes they want just to know that they are loved, admired, and, affect, and have affection. And Jasmine, right, came over to help a brother out and just was admonishing this student and just saying, you're amazing, you are loved. And they might not feel that way, but you speak those things that are not as though they, right? So they don't know that they're loved, but they are loved based on the word of God, right? So, um, so she's speaking, and, and I'm talking about this, this person's like 5'5", five, five, like literally standing like this, coming up to the table. And some of your kids are coming up to you, and they may not look like this, but in their heart, they're like this. Mom, is this okay? Mom, am I loved? Dad, am, are you there for me? Am I doing this right? Does it make sense? Because out of the heart, out of, out, of the, out of the heart, the mouth. So it's like you gotta be attentive and listening. And I was, so we, we ministered, to, ministered to him and to the girl, and this might stretch you guys a little bit, but I'm not gonna say anything crazy. I know you're looking at me crazy. Um, and at the end of it, we were able to hug her. Able to hug her. And when she was so timid, we get in the car, we start to talk about the situation. And I invited Taylor, the person's name was Taylor, out to this. It was live worship. It should be coming up right now. Um, yeah, live worship. On the, on, on, the, on the quad or whatever. And the Lord blinded me to the fact that this was a transgender student. I had no idea. Normally I can tell right off the bat, right? Why? Because he said to me, well, no, I wanted you to love her as a person, as an image bearer. That's why I wanted you to love, I blinded you so you could love them freely instead of with your own biases. We wonder why certain people don't walk into the church because we're loving them because of their sin rather than we're loving them because of who they are. Does that make sense? And it was, it was because people partnered with me financially and people prayed for me that we could have that level of impact we could have that level of impact. I couldn't do this by myself. Does that make sense? I'm gonna tell one more testimony and then we're gonna pray and we're gonna go. Is that cool? We good? <laughs> um, and then, so I was in, back in South Africa, I tell, and this is my first time I saw healing, and I'm praying and asking God to 
to do something not only through me, but in me. And we're about to leave South Africa, and I'm, I'm like, God, I haven't seen no miracles. I mean, I've seen you know, the prophetic. I've seen people cry, and people get changed, and people get saved. And I'm like, Lord, where's Acts? Can we see? Can anybody excited for Acts? If you read Acts, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the shadow. This cancer gone. Diabetes gone. Like, the shadow. Does the same spirit that lives in him, does it live in you? I don't, I, there's some things I just want to test God on. I just want to be like, God, he did it. Why can't I? I just, get up. Get out of him. Amen. Can I get an amen, somebody? Because if you never walk in your power, how do you expect someone else to get free? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the, the same one. You're talking not, not spiritual death, which means separation from God. You're talking about physical death. Three days. Not even like Jesus was just sitting, chilling. Oh, Lazarus, he's going to get up. It's all right. He's just going to get up. He's just sleeping right now. The disciples had no clue what he's talking about. He's like, because they didn't realize that they, he, they had life in front of them. And do you realize that you have literal life in you? Life. Rivers, 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 rivers. What does that mean? It keeps flowing. It's not just a portion, it's an everlasting. It just, you ever watch a river go? Where'd it come from? Just being honest. Like you just, of course, we know where it comes from the mountain and stuff, but it just flows all, all day, every day. So there's no such thing as burnout if you're getting received. Receive. Why are you? My week is so hard. I need to go fill up. I need to go fill up. I need need to go fill up. Oh, my tank is so low right now. I need to go fill up. And sometimes it's like, you like, I need to go fill up. I need need to go fill up. I need to go, Anthony, come here. I need to go fill up. Oh, you, you crawling. Anthony, come here. I'm, I need to go fill up. Why not? Come come on. Come here. Uh, I need to go fill up. And you're like, oh, I need to go fill up. And that's why it's okay. Come here. It's okay. It's okay, bro. I need help. You going to lift me up? You going to pray for me? You going to pray for me? Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you. It's, it's okay. It's okay to pray for other people. You can go sit down. I know this is awkward. You're okay. You're good. It's okay to pray for other people. And so I, so, so I walk, I, so I'm going to end with this story. I walk up to, to, the, um, to, the, to the teller. I'm leaving South Africa. I'm asking God for Acts, but I haven't seen Acts. I'm about to leave South Africa, right? But the Lord is what? Faithful, right? So, so I walk up to her, right? And I just get a word of knowledge. Jesus got one with the Samaritan woman. How did he know? How did he know she had five husbands? Word of knowledge. Y'all follow me? This makes sense. That's what a word of knowledge is. You get it's information presently current. I mean, correct or something that happened in the past that is correct that you would not know unless God told you. That's what a word of knowledge is. is. Word of wisdom is something else, but we'll get there, right? So I received the word of knowledge, and I didn't even know what a word of knowledge was. I didn't even read John four yet. 
Y'all following me? I'm, I'm in Matthew for days. Oh my Jesus, you know? So I didn't even read John 4 yet. And I'm just like, it's like, and you just got to step out on faith. And it's just like, okay, Jesus said that if we lay our hands on the sick, they will. Jesus said, if we lay our hands on the sick, so either I can pray or be disobedient. I don't want to pray. It's awkward. I don't know her. So I was like, I'm going to just pray. I'm going to step out on faith. And God, and God told me this, is that you step out on faith, and that's what pleases God. But if you get it wrong, I'd rather you step out on faith than to not step out at all and not get it wrong. Because we have a good daddy, and it's okay to make mistakes with daddy if you're walking with faith. It's okay to make mistakes with daddy if you're walking with faith. Because you're learning, just like a two-year-old, you're learning how to hear your father. You think that little man right there knows how to hear his mom correctly all the time? She can attest to it. He don't know all the time what she's saying. Sit down. What? Right? Just be, all right. So I walk up to her. And I said, do you have a, a migraine or a headache? She was like, how did you know that? Oh my gosh, why did you know that? And I was just like, um, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but I was like, I believe in Jesus and he can heal. So I just want to pray for you. And she's like, uh, you know, people are not always going to be open to prayer all the time. Right? But it says in the word that the sun, that the world is groaning and moaning for the sons and the daughters of God to be revealed. So sometimes this, 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 or get out of here, get away from me, is a groan and a moan for you to reveal Christ to them. Sometimes someone cursing you, oh, that, you know what that is? They just want Christ, that's all that is. That's all, oh, they cursing me, oh, what? They, they arguing with me, oh, they just want Jesus. That's, that's what that means. That's what that really means, is if they know who they were, they would not be acting like that towards you. That's why you have to know and walk in the spirit, not in the... All right, so I give, I shake, the, shake her hand, and I'm just like, I'm gonna pray for you real quick. I don't have, it's, not, it's not the volume of your voice and your prayer that makes heaven move. It's your faith. You can pray down fire all day, but if you don't got no faith, it don't matter. So I just, I said, in the name of Jesus, headache, leave you. Holy Spirit, heal her in Jesus' name. Gone. Gone. I didn't even know it was gone. This is how I knew. She said, she said I was like this. She said, oh my God, what did you do to me? What did you do to me? I was like, I don't know. Like, what happened? You know, I don't even know what's going on. And she's like, what did you do to me? I'm like, I don't know. Like, and, and she's like, she starts speaking in her native language. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are Caribbean know what I'm talking about. But anyway, she starts speaking in her native tongue. And I'm just like, and she's like, she starts speaking to her coworkers. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, praise God. I'm like, you just got healed. Praise Jesus. And my whole team thinks I got first class tickets. But I'm like, give me a Bible, something. And guess what? And because of her, my, the obedience that the Lord graced me to have and step out in faith that her nephew was on one of the college campuses that we were on and that's how he got connected to the ministry because of the obedience of her getting healed. You never know how your obedience will affect a generation. You never know. You never know. 
So I'm just going to end in this. I'm just going to pray. And I just feel like the Lord just wants us to get real. And we're not going to get dangerous. If you could just all stand. Just all stand. And what we're going to do is, 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 is pair up in just two or threes. And, and we're going to take, and if you could just, where he go? You just minister on the keys, just, just soft, real soft. Just minister on the keys. Some of you think that it's the person who speaks up here is the only one who has power. Some of you think that it's the person who's got the doctorate or who's college educated is the one who can do something like this. And I want you to know that God uses the foolish things, the foolish things of this life to make those who think they're wise fools. And I'm not calling you foolish, but compared to him, we're all foolish. We're all foolish. And what I want you to do, just turn to your neighbor and not just say hello and pray for each other. Let's take five minutes. For real, let's just get real. I'm, I'm turning the mic off. This is you and Jesus. This is not about, I'm just orchestrating. You start praying. I'm going to go pray with Rob. Y'all go pray with each other.